This is Bell Schnickel, and you are listening to the official league podcast. The championship is nigh. Has your team been admirable or impish? Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Bands Make Her Dance Fantasy Football League Podcast with your hosts, Taylor LaPrairie and Joe LaFeer. What's up, guys? Oh, happy holidays. It's such a wholesome intro. I love it. Isn't it great? Another holiday episode. Welcome in. This is episode 16. Coming to you December 24th, Christmas Eve, 2020. The official league podcast with your hosts, Taylor and Joe. Taylor, how are you doing on this holiday uh, holiday weekend here? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, getting into. Uh, I'm hoping that there's some snow on the ground because I'm going. I'm going back home to Michigan. Um, not gonna lie, we just had a big discussion, which I'm sure we're gonna talk about. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we had a, we had a, we had a little group conference uh, call. Uh, basically, it was Joe and Derek deciding uh, some things about this Sacco uh, confusion slash BS. Yes, and <laughs> how, let me how this is getting how this is getting done. Let here. me let me be the first to say that the quickest and easiest solution to all of this was if I you know if I just shut my mouth and just not say anything about how it works. <laughs> Because this is going to be at least like the 700th version of uh, this explanation. So just, yeah, I, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have, some, we'll have some, a little bit more clarity, hopefully uh, coming later in the episode. Yes, lots more clarity. Uh, we, we got some news to get into, some matchup recaps, uh, some uh, NFL lines again, a little bit of holiday power rankings and the unveiling of the 2020 uh, league championship game with road to the ship and the final weekend of the season and uh yeah it's it's gonna be a a, a great episode uh taylor are you drinking anything uh yes Can i'm you drink- another beer please <laughs> i'm drinking some uh lovely yeti brand water today <laughs> oh my um, gosh are you, I drinking, too. are you drinking from Yeti too? And oh. drinking of the exact same Yeti bottle it looks like the the old 36 ouncer yeah, do you have the chug cap on it though? Oh, see now that I don't. I guess I got to upgrade here. I got the old uh, the old screw cap here. Let's yeah, I've this. got the screw cap, but they have they have these new uh, little uh, chug caps that you can put on them, and they're really nice. But, so now it's yeah. Yeti brand. So does that also ca- cost like you know a hundred dollars for just that uh, screw cap or that uh, drink cap? Yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's got ice that was uh, made on Mount Everest that was shipped over. Um, no, no, it's just standard, standard Texas well water. Classic. Well, we're, re- we're recording this uh, a little bit earlier yes. uh, than normal. And so right now it is, you know, 3.30 central time. <laughs> so we were, we were not feeling the beers right yeah, now. It's a little, yeah, a little too early for a beer uh, for both of us. 3.30 on a, on a Tuesday. Uh, record the pod. Uh, so yes, no, no. I was hoping maybe some hot chocolate. Uh, I should have gotten some hot chocolate to accompany my. You see my little gingerbread house. That is amazing. Me? I, I, as soon as you put that up there, I was like, oh my Isn't word! Isn't that cool? I, that's really that's cool. just like the coolest thing ever. I got my little tube of Christmas hat on. I am I'm very ready, festive. Ready Very for festive. the holidays. Uh, oh boy! All right. So some takeaways from this weekend. Uh, I'll jump in here first. 
because uh, it's it's a, I've slightly ranted about him before on the pod. You've gone full bore, Joe. For, I, I guess mean, I have. For, yes. for Joe, Joe Lefevre standards, you've gone full bore against I, Adam Yes, Gase. yes. Uh, so Adam Gase has once again ruined the Jets franchise. And believe it or not, it's by winning a game. <laughs> I, just when you think he can't do anything more to set the New York Jets up for failure, any more than he already has, he does. And now here's my other question, because this is this is a takeaway and a question. Is this the GM's fault? Should he have fired Adam Gase so Adam Gase didn't have the opportunity to cost the Jets even more than what he already has? Because if you think about it, and I and I know like I've heard some takes on this on like sports shows the past couple days, and I agree with both sides of this that Adam Gase is like this sucks, like they should have lost the game. But also from a player's standpoint, Obviously, you want to win the game, and also, also, uh, not always like the one single player that you draft does not make a team. Mm-hmm. Now, if there is one position where it has the most opportunity to opportunity to affect the team, it's definitely quarterback, right? So, yes. and, and obviously, Trevor Lawrence is the big storyline here. And people have, you know, comped him to Andrew Luck and and just like, you know, the the prospect of his future NFL, you know, career is just so high right now. So if we're strictly going off this rule or this idea, then all of a sudden Adam Gase has cost the Jets years of potential failure because Trevor Lawrence, if he is going to be as good as people expect him to be then he could, I mean, he could, he could be the change a franchise needs. So, uh, I, again, there's so many moving parts, and it, it depends on so many different things here. I just want to state the fact that Adam Gase is awful, should have been gone after week two, and he's a terrible coach. And I don't know how, but he will have another job in the NFL next year. I don't know how he will, but he, he definitely will. You think as a head coach or just he will have another job? No, I think probably a coordinator, which is probably better for him, uh, but he's still not going to be good at that. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I just, man. Got those crazy eyes, though. He can't. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he's got those crazy eyes, my dude. He really does. Uh, yeah, no, I, I. my only thought on that is, like, I, I think that the Jets, they don't need Trevor Lawrence. They need what Trevor, they need something that, they need to be able to trade Trevor Lawrence for a, you know a plethora of other players and picks sure. because you know if you look at that team like Sam Darnold is not the problem you know he's right. not it's not the quarterback position that's going to save them of course Trevor Lawrence is is, is most likely better than Sam Darnold but um, they they need an offensive line they need playmakers they need a defense so that's not yeah their problem. well and I I will say the idea of Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville makes way much more sense from uh, just pure NFL standpoint. Because I think that if you offense look, would then be very scary. Exactly. If you if you put a good quarterback into Jacksonville's offense versus New York's offense, I mean, which has more weapons? It's clearly Jacksonville. You know, DJ Chark, James Robinson has broken out. Tyler Eifert's still there. Keelan Cole. I mean, they have weapons. L. I, Chenault Jr. L. Ch- yes. <laughs> what did Tim call him? I don't know Lisa. I don't know what he said. <laughs> he, did, he just knew. Yeah, he did. It Lawrence Leary. I don't know. Oh gosh. Yeah. So I there's talent in Jacksonville. There's not so much talent. I mean, what Jamison Crowder? He's old. Brashad Perriman. He's old. Frank Gore. I mean, he's what? 
he's yeah. still playing like you know so i yeah i i definitely yeah i agree with that so okay my my rant rant over yes rant over i love it i love it when you when you get in there <laughs> all right my my takeaways short quick hitters I, this i think has been very obvious but i'll just say it drew Brees is done he needs to be done after this year it's just it's over for him he's got no juice left they just they need to for the, for the sake of the saints future they need to move on and they need to have him retire they need to move on um lol at the steelers Woo! yeah <laughs> oh my gosh talk about fall from grace i mean you know that i've been calling it you know i've been saying it all year the steelers are frauds they they were they were benefiting from a terrible schedule uh and the fact that they can go uh play the bengals and get you know their butts handed to them yeah they they are not a threat at all uh i don't think for the super bowl to your chiefs um yes I, doubt, I, I think say, there's probably, it's probably like four other teams I, I would put ahead of them right now in the AFC. Oh, yeah. yeah. They are cold. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Marshall. Then, <laughs> yeah, second Marshall. Uh, and then my last <laughs> thing is I love the Finns. I love the Dolphins. I, they are exciting to watch. I, I'm excited for the future. Uh, I don't know if how I feel about Tua. I, 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 want to, I want to see another season because I, part of me gets a little bit worried that he might have like a little bit of, little bit of Baker Mayfield where his team's doing well, but then the next year it's like, okay, but he can't carry the team. But either way, I really like uh, watching the Dolphins, which is uh, just I yes. never thought I would say uh, that. Yeah, good defense, good offense. Uh, yeah, I do want to point this out uh, just to make Pooj a little bit nervous. So the Chiefs have, with the Steelers' loss last night, have clinched the number one seed, I believe. Uh, which means that the Chiefs can rest their starters in week 16 and 17. Oh, yeah. And and not worry about losing that top seed because the next team that... So if the Steelers tie... Uh, like, if, if the Chiefs lose the next two games and the Steelers win the next two games and they have the same record, I believe the Chiefs have the better record against AFC opponents now, which means that they get that first seed. The yeah, only other team... I- that, well, listen, are you, if you're going to talk about Buffalo, because Buffalo can tie the record, but we have the head-to-head win. No, 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 no. I'm just going to say I don't necessarily think that having the first-round bye and also resting your starters is necessarily a good thing. Because if you look at the past, you know, the Saints, uh, you know, whenever they've had that, they've always come out flat. And I just and then when the Chiefs did that, they came out flat. Uh, what was that, two years ago? Well, I mean, last year they were down 24 nothing. In the, well, you know, there's that, but then they yeah, and then, well, then they had that, you know, that Tennessee that, was that Houston game that that happened. Yeah, that was Where Houston they, last year. Uh, you're probably talking about uh, the well, no, see, so two years ago they had when the they played bye. the Pats. They played no, they played the Colts first. They dominated that game, so they had a game before they played. The okay, Pats. maybe that's a bad example, but, but no, still, I, I get what I'm you're not, saying. I'm not convinced that like you know, resting your starters for three weeks in a row is a good thing. And and that's that's where we're at. You know the Chiefs aren't going to rest Mahomes or Kelsey or or Tyreek Hill for three weeks. So the I mean the only the only pro, like I'm not even going to say anything because it shouldn't go like obviously you're going to be starting all your Chiefs players if you have them in fantasy football this weekend. Mm-hmm. But I think there is a like sure in the realm of possibilities like a one percent chance that the, the the Chiefs get up big on the Falcons. And then all of a sudden, fourth quarter, you're sitting guys because you just don't want to get them injured. I, again, I'm just seriously just saying this all to scare Pooj a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but I got okay. So before we jump into some news, do you have a favorite holiday tradition, Taylor? Um, this yeah, is a holiday think, episode. You know, yeah, it's, it is uh, a holiday episode. Um, I'm trying to think of the of holiday traditions for for our family. Um, we. 
honestly, the thing that has stayed consistent throughout all the years is waiting for my mom to finish wrapping all of the presents in the morning. She is she likes to, you know, take her time uh, and she does not like being rushed. So it's like a it's like an every year thing where she has about 25 presents from the mo- moment she wakes up, 25 presents that she still needs to wrap. And we are all <laughs> sitting out in the living room, like in our pajamas. And we're like, OK, like it's about one thirty, mom, like we're ready to go. And then we say, mom, like, can you come out here? And then she gets really mad. And so it's like this little small Christmas fight that happens. But then we all make up when we start opening presents. So that's probably <laughs> probably my favorite holiday tradition. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I got to say, my we used to go uh, cut down a Christmas tree every year, obviously, before uh, me and my siblings moved away. Uh, so that was always fun. I think my, the one that stayed pretty consistent, though, uh, I won't say what movie because we're going to do a little bit of power rankings of some holiday movies later. But we always watch this one movie every single year uh, with root beer floats and, and Boston coolers. Uh, and it's What's always, a Boston cooler? So Boston, yeah, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, so root beer float is vanilla ice cream with root beer. Boston cooler is vanilla ice cream with Verners. Uh, Verners, yeah, with Verners. Why is well, it called a Boston cooler? That, Isn't Verners from Michigan? I have no idea why it's called a Boston cooler. Yeah, letter to the editor, Taylor. Let's I, call I yeah, have, Let's call that like a, a Kalamazoo, the Kalamazoo special, the or, Kalamazoo special, the special K, Kazoo float, or something. K-Zoo, I don't know. All right, the Kazoo float. You heard it here first. Uh, wait. I've got a uh, drop for that. Breaking news. Breaking news. The Kazoo float. Or the I guess the Boston Cooler has now become the, the Kazoo float. Uh, that was a this terrible This applies to 0.0001% of the population. But that was, yeah, I, that was a waste of the drop. I've got a, I'm getting a little too, uh, too trigger happy with the, the breaking news drop. Uh, let's, let's get into some real news, though, here. News from around the league. All right, some news uh, to get into here. Uh, not that anyone knows him or, I guess, cares. Panthers fired their GM, uh, Marty Herney, so he's gone. I can't imagine that will affect Christian McCaffrey or Robbie Anderson. No or fantasy DJ relevance. Moore. It's, yeah, really just because we need more content. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, some injuries to talk about. Uh, Nick Mullins suffered an elbow injury. Looks like C.J. Beathard will be the guy in San Francisco this week. Oh, who cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> big, big, big teardrop for my boy Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who had a nasty uh, hip and ankle injury. Looks like a high ankle sprain for him. He is out for the rest of the regular season. Uh, they're hoping to get him back for the playoffs. I too am hoping for that uh, because. Lev Bell has not looked like himself, uh, not to say that he's looked bad, uh, but just was kind of hoping for a little bit more from De- Lev Bell this year. Um, Depends on what you version of himself you mean. Like when he was at the Steelers, and he had like the best offensive line in the entire league, and they also had a killer passing attack. Was it that yeah. Lev Bell? Well, or are you talking see, about like... The- no offensive line jets, Lev Bell, or right Mark D'Antonio, Lev Bell. We're, we're right in between. We're maybe Jumping Mark over D'Antonio. Boise State cornerbacks. Is yeah, that what you're talking I, about? You know, I was at that game. What a game. I, I think that is where I'm at because he's still good, but he just doesn't look. I mean, if you watch Clyde run versus Lev, Clyde just looks like a better runner right now. Um, so, I. Yeah, it'll be Lev Bell. It'll be Daryl Williams in that backfield. Pretty sure we're planning on signing somebody else too. Uh, James Robinson also. Oh man, this is a heart heartbreaker. 
Ankle injury, uh, not really sure what his injury status is for this weekend. It definitely was not as serious as Clyde. Uh, just found this out a few hours ago. Raheem Mostert, uh, ankle is out for the rest of the season. Uh, 49ers were officially eliminated for the pl- from the playoffs, so we won't see Raheem Mostert. Same for Debo Samuel uh, with a hamstring injury out for the rest of the season. Won't see him again. Uh, fun little fact, though, George Kittle is on track to play for this weekend, and I am very excited to put the Kittle Cat back in my lineup. Uh, very excited. <laughs> Gotta say. Uh, okay, now to the most important part of this news segment. The name changes. Oh, yes. The AJ's Brownies have officially taken this my is suggestion. This is great. This is, I think this is the best name change of the year. Uh, the AJ's Brownies is now the defense whisperer. Uh, I Yes. This is this is wonderful. I I absolutely love this. Uh, next name change: Pooch Top Joe Bottom uh, is now Pablo Top Joe Bottom. If you didn't catch it, uh, Pooch looks like uh, Pablo Escobar after he shaved his beard. Um, and also, too, you know, Pooch, I'm a little underwhelmed by this name change. You you kind of hyped it up, and it's it's good, not great. It's not not as good as this next one. Fresh Prince of Alaire has officially changed his name. <laughs> To the King of Pablo. Oh! The King of Pablo. King Henry is now going to be this. the King of Pablo. Oh, boy. Obviously, these are our two uh, uh, championship game guys here, uh, Derek and, and Pooch. So we've got Pablo Tabjo Bottom and, and the King of Pablo. Love uh, the smack talk. Love the, it. Yes, I love it. The only thing I don't love about this is that I'm clearly at the bottom of all three of these names. Uh, <laughs> we have the King of Pablo, then Pablo Top, and then Joe Bottom. Uh, well, that's sad. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we, we we hinted at it, but let's let's officially uh, close the door on last week's matchups here. Matchup recap. To move on to. The fourth league championship game. Super Bowl IV. The Super Bowl IV. The two seed. King of Pablo defeats yes. the defense whisperer 197.85 to 148.45. Oh my gosh. The Cinderella I mean, run is over. <laughs> Cinderella run is over for uh for Marshall, but my goodness, if what a way to go out to to Derek's go almost two hundo. Ridiculous. He had Ryan Tannehill, 39.75. Calvin Ridley, 32.3. And then his tight end, Darren Waller. You know how many points. points Darren Waller has had in the last two weeks? How many points? 75 points. What? <laughs> That's and he's a tight end. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's, yeah, it's absolutely uh, ridiculous. And to face the King of Pablo in Super Bowl Four, Pablo Top Joe Bottom defeats Stat Padford one thirty nine point one to ninety six point seven five. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes another solid day twenty eight plus points. Look at David Montgomery. He has been probably the RB one over the last three. Yeah, probably and, like the RB two because Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones have been great as well. But yeah, he, his Pooch last and I have four talked weeks. about this. But like, we tried to trade for David Montgomery, and and because you know the schedule said that this was going to happen, and, and he's showing up. Exactly, but I do just want to say, basically, you know, Pujan getting two bye weeks in a row. I mean, just ridiculous. Like Thomas, <laughs> you're in the playoffs. You can't even put up a hundred. Come on, you're, you're you look like my team right now. 
Ooh, yeah. Everybody put up a hundred this week except Thomas. I shouldn't <laughs> say that. He's gonna he's gonna be so mad at me. All right, in the mediocrity bowl, a swift kick in the cup defeats the Teddy Bruskies one fifty five point eight to Jalen twenty four point eight two. Jalen Hurts forty one point two. My man. And this also, is the thing. Sorry, I I didn't I didn't ahead, mean to cut you ahead. off here, but but like on Thursday afternoon Keenan Allen and uh, Mike Williams were both questionable to play so I was like oh do I start Justin Herbert or do I go and pick up Jalen Hurts so I had Jalen Hurts in my queue to pick up but then I was like it was like right before game time and Keenan Allen's you know gonna play on track to play Mike Williams all of a sudden is gonna play I'm like I'll start Justin Herbert Justin Herbert balls out and then I'm like, and I'm like, oh man, this was this was quality start. Like I, I'm sure there's not going to be many quarterbacks that are above him, uh, except for Jalen Hurts, uh, which of course started against me. Way to go, Evan. That's a good good pickup there. Good pickup. Yes, uh, and for those of you keeping track at home, for Evan and I, this is a two week matchup to see uh, who gives the other one beer. So I have to make up what 31 points this week. Oh, I think boy. it's doable. Well, I think it's doable. I think that like you got like a lot of your key players like not put up like anything, and yeah. you know you got DeAndre Swift getting twenty two point two. Although he's actually been kind of a beast. That's been something that I've like. He's like not on anyone's radar, but he's actually been great all year. He has he like has. only two games. I mean, in two games that he's played, um, on not having at least ten points. So that's yes. that's pretty darn good. Yeah, quite the uh, quite the the finish for DeAndre Swift. He's ever since he was named the starter. Over AP, he's been looking quite swift nice. in that backfield. Nice. nice. That was a good good, uh, good little tag there, a good little dad joke. All right, the consolation ladder. Seven seed, hooked down to Thielen, loses to the Cowboys that suck, the 10 seed. Tim, Tim's showing up in the, the consolation bracket. He's now 2-0. and uh, 154.85 to 127.15 is the final score of that matchup. It was all the people I wasn't. Well, I was expecting, uh, you know, some some good things from Josh Allen. He also, you know, he had put up Jalen Hurts numbers with forty one point two five. But you know, you look at his two running back spots. Not, you know, not very good. Not not really great from his two wide receiver spots either. But then his tight end spot, Logan Thomas, dude, twenty three point one. David Johnson in his flex, twenty four point three. Jeff Wilson Jr. getting twelve. Yeah, it was it was very very sad um, that Tim's deciding to go off on me. But I do want to say one thing here. Um, I sometimes call Joe for advice um, on like who I should start and things like that. Oh no! And Are he you told me, me for something. He told me, "Hey, no doubt you got to play Kirk Cousins over Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan getting thirty one point four, and then Kirk getting a measly twenty two. Terrible." Look, and at, tw- at twenty two, he had a little bit more than that, but he threw a pick on like the last play of the game. It's ridiculous. All I'm saying is that all the signs pointed to start Kirk Cousins over Matt Ryan. And guess what? If you had started Matt Ryan, you still would have lost. So it's not like it was a winner, you know. Still, I just want to put, I just want to throw you on the, under the bus. I don't get many right, chances. That's okay. To. I'm just also going to throw you under the bus and say that you would have lost regardless. Uh, in the final game, <laughs> I'm sorry. Dave. I can't. Com- I can't compete with Josh Stallion. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, you can't. He is. He is fantastic. In the final game of the consolation ladder, the number nine injured reserves uh, lose to the eight seed and Lisa one thirty two point nine five. To 111.55, Kevin's team having a nice little surge here at the end with some some players you didn't expect. Marvin Jones. I drafted him. I drafted him. I, I, yeah. I don't know what I expect from that. Like, I mean, I dropped, <laughs> I dropped him like three weeks. Glad you dropped because, him. Because he's terrible, but I just want to say, I drafted him. 
Yes. Uh, yes, you did. Um, yeah. So those are your matchups. We'll, or sorry, your recaps. We'll talk about the matchups uh, as well as uh, we're getting to that big conversation that we had. We're getting to it, Taylor. We're just I know, I'm foaming. Down. I'm we're, foaming at the mouth right I, now. We, I can see that we're getting there. Uh, but first, how about some NFL lines? The Week 15 results are in. I'm happy to see that a lot of people actually... Let's see. We had... Uh, how many people here? One, two, three, four, five? One, two, three, Six. Four, five. Six. I'm sorry. Six people who uh, uh, put their results in here. So, uh, yeah. Super fun. You want to give us a recap of the games here, Tay? <laughs> yep. I'll give you a recap here. So, we had the Chargers uh, at the Raiders. Raiders uh, line was, th- was uh, minus three. Uh, and it looked like it was going to be a push there at the very end in the overtime, but uh, Chargers ended up scoring a All touchdown. Right, win so for the Chargers. Yeah, the win goes to Joe in this category. Evan also called that one. Good for you. Everybody in our league called Buffalo, and we were all correct. Buffalo absolutely crushed the Broncos. First division uh, title for the for the the Bills since we were well since I was born ninety five. Yeah. Love the mafia. All right. We had Carolina at the Packers. Packers line was uh, nine and a half in Carolina. Kept it close enough. They uh, they take the W there. We, we you and I both had that one, Joe. Then we had the Bucks at the Falcons. The line was six on the Bucks, and they won by six. So that was a push. Uh, neither of us really got the points there. Yeah, for those for those of you, sorry, I, I guess I didn't really explain. We haven't explained this uh, last week, but usually if there's a half point in the line, obviously you're either going to you know cover the point spread or you're not going to cover the point spread. If it's an even number like six or three or four. Not even as in like even number, but like with no no decimal, then there is a chance for a push. So if if in this case the line Tampa Bay by six, they won by six, that means it's a push. Everybody gets their their money back in Vegas, basically. Exactly. Next game we had 49ers at the Cowboys. Everybody took the Niners. Who saw this coming? (laughs) But the Niners, uh, they are terrible. (laughs) Absolutely terrible. Real bad. Uh so the Dallas won that game. Uh handily um next game we had lions at titans titans crushed them you and i both oh called that one we had that we had the detroit lions faithful pujan and evan both taking the the lions on that one they take an l uh texans at colts uh line was seven and a half colts and we everybody took indy and it looks here like in our doc in our doc that the colts won by seven so it kept it they won, but just it was that half point thing that got in there. So yep. Houston actually won against the spread. None of us get the points there. Uh, we have the Pats at the Dolphins. Uh, Pats were favored by a point, which I thought was very, very strange. I took Miami on this one, and I was correct. You took you took New England. You were I know. trusting I, in in Bill and Bill. I we trusted trust. in Bill Belichick, and I should never do that. Exactly. Never trust a Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> Miami, Miami uh, gets the points there. Uh, Bears at Vikings. I really believed. Dude, I really believed dude. in uh, in Skull Nation, but you let we, us all down, Skull we Nation. We're terrible. We're so bad. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, uh, Chicago won that game by six. Line was three on, on the Vikings. Next game was the Seahawks at Washington. Seahawks were favored by six and a half, and they only won by five. Washington is good. Washington's man. good. Yeah, that's I what, took, yeah. I took Washington in that game. You took Seattle. You were you were uh, incorrect yeah. on that they're one. Washington. We had uh, Jags at the Ravens. Um, you took Jacksonville. I'd, I'm not really sure why, I don't but you know took why. Jacksonville. Baltimore crushed why. them by 25. So uh, I won that that little matchup there. We had Jets at Rams. 
and you and Do I both took the Jets. <laughs> how is this? How did that happen? You and I both took the Jets, and they win outright. Craziness. It's insane. That was crazy. We had oh. next game: Eagles at the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals were favored by six, and Arizona won that one. We both took the Eagles. Uh, next yeah. game was a push: Chiefs at Saints. That one was a push. Uh, so we all got our money back. Everybody took KC on that one, though. Very interesting. Next game, Browns at Giants. Everybody took Cleveland, and Cleveland won the game uh, by 14 points. And then we had Steelers at Bengals. I cannot believe that this Woo! happened, but we all got it wrong with the uh, with the. Uh, we all took Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati won the game outright. So in the in overall in summation here, uh, your boy Taylor the Prairie comes out <laughs> on top. Uh, I got eight wins. We had Joe getting six. Uh, we had Derek uh, getting seven, Evan and Pujan both getting six, and Tim getting seven. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It was a pretty pretty nice week for all of us. Very very fun. You know, at least he can win something, right, Taylor? Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do this again. Uh, the doc will be updated uh, by. Uh, let's see, we've got Saturday is the first game this week, so it'll be updated by Saturday for all you guys to get your picks in. Uh, let's let's roll through this. You want to take us through these these spreads here, Tay? Here we go. Friday Friday night game. We've got Vikings skull at the Saints. Uh, Saints favored by seven. Who you got? This is a revenge game for the Saints for last year's playoff loss. Uh, I will take uh, New Orleans to cover this. Will not be close. I got New Orleans as well. Uh, Buccaneers at the Lions, and the Bucks are favored by nine. Nine. That's all. You know. <sighs> I think the Bucks have are they're hitting their stride. Yeah, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Uh, I it think means the Lions. More to them. The, here's the here's the thing. What's the over under? Uh, over under is 54. So I think I think they'll smash the over under, but it'll still be Tampa Bay that covers. If that makes sense, I think the Lions put up points. I just think Tampa Bay will put up more. Exactly. Uh, we got Niners at Cardinals. The battle in Arizona. Two home teams in this game. Uh, we've got uh, Cardinals favored by five points. Yeah, give me the cards. Yeah, after the just terrible game by the Niners last week, and, I don't. Yeah, and CJ Beathard starting, you just don't know. Yeah, we got the Dolphins at the Raiders, and the Dolphins are only favored by three. I'm smashing the Dolphins I, on this. Game. I am too. I will never pick against the Dolphins again this year. Actually, that's not true because I don't Are you know. Serious? Wow. <laughs> Can I get that in writing, please? <laughs> um, next game, we've got Falcons at the Chiefs. Guess what the line is on this game? Oh, is it Chiefs by nine? Chiefs by ten and a half. Ten and a half. This is tough. Um, ten and a half is is a big line. I. Th- mm. Julio Jones will probably be back. I think I'm going to take the Falcons to cover. I also, this also, uh, maybe I should. Uh, oh, you the, just, uh, no, no, you got to go with your gut here. Your gut said Falcons. I'll take Falcons to cover. Okay, all right. But yeah, last time I, I picked it. You saw, I, no. I just put in my vote on the, on the. Uh, I, picked, I put my pick on the sheet, and then you saw it, and you're like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, taking, uh, I'm taking well, the Kansas City. Here's the City. thing, though. The last time, the last time, I've called the Kansas City game, the last two Kansas City games where we've been picking right. So I, I, I should follow my gut. I should follow my gut. Yeah, You're taking Atlanta. I'm taking I'll take, uh, I'll take Kansas the Falcons. City. All right, next game, we got Bears at Jags. Bears favored by seven and a half. This is interesting because... 
The Jags are not good. But oh, neither really? are the Bears. <laughs> 15 points for the Jags last week. What did you say the line was? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. The Bears are playing away. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to take the... I picked the Jags last week. They really let me down. I'll take the Bears. Yeah, I'm taking the Bears. I think now that the now that the Jags know that they're in contention for the yeah, number one pick, they gonna, have it. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna try and hold on to that. Uh, next one we have uh, Bengals at Texans, Ooh. and the Texans are favored by eight. It's kind of eight? a weird line. Kind of a weird line on that one. Yeah, I think that's a little bit high. Uh, <laughs> I think. Well, I don't know because Cincinnati just played a really good game this week. I'm gonna take Houston. I, I don't think. That's a that's a big line though, Joe. What are we doing here? I'll stick with Houston for now. If that line changes though, I mean if it if it if it's honestly, if it's eight and a half or higher, I would take Cincinnati. But if you think about it, so basically what we're saying is if it's eight, it's a push. So seven is technically, you know, if the if Houston wins by seven, then all of a sudden, you know, it's a different situation, right? Because if Houston wins by... Are you okay? <laughs> Oops! I'm trying to... You're like trying to do math in your head, and you're like... I'm like, trying to do math face, in my like, head. The way, the way I'm explaining it, it's just like me trying to explain the Sacco. It doesn't make sense, but in my head it makes <laughs> sense. So, <laughs> I'll take you're Houston. Like, you're like me when I'm trying to teach band, so... <laughs> exactly. uh, I'm, take, I'm taking Houston as well. I think that the Bengals used all their juice they had left on their, on their squad against the Steelers, so... Um, next game, we got Browns at Jets... And the Browns are favored by nine and a half. That's it? Give me Cleveland. They're hitting their stride at the right point. Give me yeah, Cleveland. Cl- Cleveland looks really good. Cleveland looks great. Would have thought Cleveland and the Dolphins would be Golly. so good. Next game, we've got Colts at Steelers. Oh. And this is crazy, but uh, the line is one and a half. Now, Steelers? you tell me. You tell me. Who's favored here? Oh, did they, give the, did they favor the Colts? You tell me. No, they favored they favored Pittsburgh. You sure? Yeah. Colts are favored one and a half points. Marshall. That's nuts. That's Marshall. Nuts. Uh, Marshall, what do you have to say about this, man? What? <laughs> the Colts are I'm gonna take Pittsburgh. I know they look like trash. One and a half. Uh, the Colts have been playing really good ball, but the Steelers actually have to win now. It's Cleveland Cleveland is is vying for the, the division now. So I Pittsburgh has to win. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's Pittsburgh uh, for me as well. Next game, we've got Carolina Panthers at the Washington football team. Washington football team favored by two and a half. Yeah, give me Washington. I will no longer pick against them. Washington looks great. We're like almost the same on all of these. We've got, we got one difference so far. Yeah. But you you, you actually changed a lot more than I thought you were going to do. Like when I, it, when I it actually did, yeah. came I, close I, to I, game time. I enjoyed looking through this, and you know, when you're in the mediocrity bowl, you got to have something to live for, and this was this was it. <laughs> Next game, Broncos at Chargers. Chargers favored by three. Yeah, easy. I I would take. Yeah, I'm smashing LA on this pick. They look I, great. Yeah, they look LA great. Really Denver good. is terrible. They have a Drew Lock problem. Yeah, I feel like really confident about about these picks. We've Me got too. the Rams at the Seahawks. Seahawks favored by one and a half. This is tough. <laughs> I think I might take the Rams. 
the Rams are mad that they lost to the Jets. The Seahawks have not been playing well. Seahawks have to win, though. Uh, I'm gonna. This is this is basically for the division for the AF or excuse me the NFC West. I'll take I'll take the Rams. I'll take the Rams. I'm gonna take Seattle in this one. I think if the game's outside. It's at Seattle. I'm, I'm going. I'm going Seattle. I think it means more uh, for them to hold on to that. Um, plus, the Rams just look terrible um, against the uh, the Jets against that fighting Adam Gases. Uh, next game is Eagles at the Cowboys. Oh, oh baby! Guess the, the line on this one. The big rivalry, NFC East showdown. It's in Dallas. You said. In Dallas. I bet you the Eagles are favored by one and a half. Eagles favored by two. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, give me Philly. I like how they're playing football. They look good. They're playing well. I I, I like Philly with Jalen Hurts. I'm taking I'm taking Dallas. Dallas yeah. is hit, hitting their stride. Wide, right. receivers, wide, wide receivers are too good. You got Titans at Packers. Packers favored by three. Ooh. This is tough. Titans have a lot to play for with the Colts right at their hip uh, in terms of, you know, in that division. Three. This is in, in Green Bay? In Green Bay. In Do cold we know Green what the Bay. weather is going to be like? <laughs> <laughs> Will there be snow? Will, Will snow there? be there to activate Derrick Henry? That, that is my question because I at first I was like, what's the weather? Because I don't know if Tennessee can play up in Green Bay. But then I remembered that Derrick Yeti is on the Titans. Uh, I will... I'll take the Titans. I don't know why. I might change this, but I'm going to take the Titans right now. Yeah, I feel good about the Titans. Uh, they got a lot to play for. Green Bay, not so much. I might, cha- I might change this one, but yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Titans on this one as well. Uh, and then we have last game. They're, well, they're, they're saying that the Gi- the Giants and the Ravens uh, does not have a line on it. Did that game get removed or canceled or something like that? No, Do you know I, anything I, about that? It's likely because uh, the Giants had a Sunday night game, uh, so it was one of the later games. They just haven't come out with a line yet. Okay, so we'll um, have to update that. Uh, yep, it'll be. Yeah, know. all this will be updated in the spreadsheet. And in fact, it's not even updated for us right now. We're going. We're not even going off of ESPN. We're going straight from Caesar's uh, book in in Vegas. So, yeah. So last game for us, we got Bills at Patriots. Bills favored by seven. Woo, dude! Buff up. Is that is that what they say up there? Buff up. I don't think that's what they say. Buff but up, baby. Give me those I will, bills. I will also go bills. Give me those bills. All right. Those are your week 16 lines. Uh, this has been super fun. And, and Taylor and I have been talking about uh, next year and doing this all season long. It's going to be super fun. Uh, I would love to have like a little sheet. side bet on this. Like I whoever, would love whoever to. has the best I, overall I, record on the lines. Gets I, something. Yeah, I would love to do that, too. We'll, we're we're going to hash out the details and get it going for next year because it's going to be Super fun. Okay, the moment you've all been waiting for. Thomas, it's back. Power rankings. Power rankings. So Thomas said this was his favorite segment, uh, so we brought it back just for him. (laughs) But what he does not know is that we're not even talking about fantasy football in these power rankings. We are talking about our favorite holiday songs and favorite holiday movies. So we're going to roll through this. Uh, starting off with the songs. So, Taylor, take us from worst to first uh, with your, your top holiday songs. So, I, I my worst, I just want to get this out there. So, we ranked our top five favorites, but then we also listed a worst or a least favorite. My least favorite Christmas song is Baby It's Cold Outside. 
I really hate that song. I've yet to hear a version that's not like awkwardly just I, I, the content of that is very, very questionable. So I just <laughs> I really hate listening to that song. There's also this version with like uh, Michael Bublé. And then who's the uh, Adina Menzel? There's a version of that that came out like three years ago. That was like the most cringy thing of all time. So that stuck with me. So that's my least favorite. My number five ranked uh, Christmas song is Silent Night. I just really, really like that uh, like that tune. There's not a specific version. Uh, this next one, ranked number four, uh, All Is Well. I think that's probably my... It's a dark horse for me. I don't yeah, think I a lot of people say, know that one. I don't know if up, I know that one. There's a version by Voctiv that's really, really good. You should ah, look that up. Your, your uh, boy's all is, all is Well is good. You know them well, uh, don't you? Yes, I do know them well. <laughs> I have a picture with them <laughs> from multiple years. Anyways, band. Uh, okay, my number three, my number three <laughs> is... Band. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Uh, I just really like this one. Um, I, I usually listen to the Michael Buble. That's kind of my number one version of the song, but I really like that one. My number two is Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire, i.e. the Christmas song, the Nat King Cole version. I love that one. Oh, I also classic. love the Canadian brass arrangement of it. It's mm. very, very good. Let's hashtag love it. Band. It's got an optional, optional piccolo trumpet part. It's very, very oh, good. Oh, hashtag band, dude. And then I'm going to save my number one. I'm going to save my number one so we can we can right. reveal ours together. That's that's fair. So my worst is, is do you hear what I hear? The answer is yes. I do hear what you hear, and I don't like it. It's an awful song. <laughs> you don't it is terrible. It. I am not I, a fan. I, whenever I hear that, I just think of the Cadet Show from 2012, the Christmas show. I know that Gosh. like only like two people on this podcast listening are going to know that. but I just I, – I'm not a fan of that show. Or, or sorry, that song. I, I just – Okay, all right, from five to two, because I'm saving number one. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's Andy number Williams. five for me. Yeah, and I and I think, honestly, it's, for me, the thing that makes that song is the lead-up into when he sings. It's just such a, a an awesome, like, lead-up and, and just intro. It's, uh, it's great. Uh, great arrangement. I've got some, so I'm, I'm a huge sucker for Sinatra, uh, uh, just like all these old school the crooners you know, singers yeah yeah and and i just man so i'll be home for christmas uh, is my number four um song here just classic just nice nice and sweet just sits right in the range very well uh you know it's <laughs> a nice little one uh number three uh you know i gotta have this in here white christmas classic i love this song I really like uh, that. That's an honorable mention for me. It's just, oh my gosh. You can't have Christmas without a white Christmas. I'm hoping I see some snow when I go home to Michigan here too. Uh, so you got to have that song here. Uh, I also have the Christmas song as my number two uh, song as well. So we, we lined up there. Uh, Will we line up for number one? <laughs> uh, that is the question. Uh, so I, would you like to reveal your number one song? I'll go my number one, but I know it's not your number one. <laughs> it's definitely not my number my one. My number one, and to me, this is just like the... Just bona fide, like no discussion needed. Sleigh ride. Oh gosh, sleigh ride is <laughs> is incredible. Like I mean, I just don't know anybody that doesn't like this, except for like maybe you. <laughs> but I well, just, no, I, no, it's no. Incredible. Finish finish your point because I'll I'll get into what I think about sleigh. Ride. I, again, I don't need to explain. Sleigh ride's amazing. All right, it's amazing. It's iconic. It's it's the it's the quintessential holiday song. I so I will say I I do not hate sleigh ride. Uh, I I don't necessarily like it either though. It's right in the the middle. Um, and and I think the reason is is because I play that about thirty times in the span of like a week and a half every season here. Uh, so I, I just get sick of it. Now the one cool thing we do here, I gotta I gotta say this. Uh, so we always have some kids come on stage and conduct sleigh ride uh, with us. That's always super fun. So I do look forward to it for that. But you know, just kind of a middle of the road, uh, you know, piece in the tube part. I mean, it's just kind of you know, oompas. 
you know, just it's okay. Uh, all right, so my number one, <laughs> my number one song is "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." Uh, oh my gosh, it's just fantastic. Just you know, there's so much you can do with it in terms of just like harmonies and stuff, and it's okay. It's just, yeah, it's I like just, it. It's, it's good. Just, I, it's just not. Yeah. It's just not going to be in my top five. But it's, I think it's good. Yeah, it's just nice to uh, nice to listen to. Uh, my honorable mention was "Oh Christmas Tree, Oh Christmas Tree," classic. Gotta have it. All right. Oh Tannenbaum. Oh, Tannenbaum. Yes, there we go. Uh, top five movies. Here we go. Uh, honorable mentions for me. Uh, you had a Home lot of honorable mentions here. I do, yes. Uh, I couldn't decide. Uh, Christmas Story, Home Alone, Nightmare Before Christmas. I've only seen it once, but I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, now, I have. I don't have it in my top five simply because I haven't seen it enough to actually know if it stands up to the other movies. Um, the classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer at Frosty the Stoneman you got to throw those guys in there. Uh, my worst movie, uh, before I get into the top five, is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version. Not a fan of I that movie. That. I hate that one, too. I think it's scary. I, I do, too. And I think I that's like why I didn't like it as a kid. I love the Grinch story, I think. I just am not a fan of many of the movies they've made about the Grinch. Um, so maybe I guess I don't like the story. I don't know. It's just too scary for me. It's, I'm just like a wimp about that kind of stuff. And it's too it's, scary. Yeah, it's just it's not the best. And, and yeah, Jim Carrey was a little creepy in that movie um okay from five to one or excuse me five to two i'll save number one uh elf i think it's good uh i don't think it's the number one movie though for all of those who think it's like the best christmas movie ever no it's not it's good it's good it's not great uh number four polar express loved this movie as a kid i i loved trains as a kid and of course the center of this movie is a magical train so how can you not like that so give me polar express a charlie brown christmas comes in at number three for me it's just classic i mean you can't go wrong with charlie brown uh and then the movie white christmas comes in at number two this is one of the movies my family watches every year uh, but number one is the one i'm going to save because that is my all-time favorite christmas movie yeah so my worst my least favorite is A Christmas Story. I hate that movie. <laughs> I think it's like vulgar. <laughs> it's like strangely vulgar. And it's just, I just like don't like it at all. I don't understand why people have anointed that as like a great Christmas holiday movie. It, to me, it's like, doesn't have any like real quotable lines. Yeah. It's just, it's just like I, hard to yeah, get into. It doesn't make me feel like I love family. It just is crude and crass. I don't like it. Yeah, and I, I, I guess it was in my honorable mentions, but I also feel the same. Well, not as, you know, the same as you, because I don't hate it, but it's not like I enjoy Like that 24-hour thing of the Christmas story on one of those channels that they do every year, it's like, what's the point? So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you on that. I don't, yeah, I just don't like it. If it's on, I just will like, all right, I'm going to go to the other room. My number five is kind of... I don't really like think this movie is like great, but it just has a special place in my heart. I always really liked it as a kid. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Mm. I really there's like cool a lot time. of there's a lot yeah there's a lot of uh, <laughs> there's a lot of like memories I have like when he goes down the chimney and like the bad CGI of him getting down like the small little chimney at the top. Um, this the him like shaving his beard and growing back immediately like there's a lot of iconic moments in that one. Plus the kid in that's like really really cute. Um, I also, this is like maybe a little bit weird, but I had like, there's like a female elf in there who's like thousands of years old and she's like the hot chocolate elf or something like that. I forget her name, but I always had a huge crush on her when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that comes in at number five for me. Uh, number four, uh, Home Alone. Uh, I really, really like that movie. Uh, I know you're kind of like meh about it. It's a little bit vulgar at times, but like, 
it has a good positive message at the end, which makes me kind of, I've always liked that part of it. And I just think Joe Pesci and uh, I always forget the other guys, the other yeah. actor's name. I, but, I I agree with you. I think Home Alone is a good movie, but two and three were like, okay, we it's the well, same and story. Four. And, and four. Oh, and four. See, look, I didn't even know. Like, yeah, Home, no, Home Alone's a good movie. John Williams did the soundtrack, so you gotta love that. Yeah. Oh, it's good the movie. song in that one, um, what is it? Uh, Somewhere in my memory. That one's great. Yeah. No, great. there's some good tunes in there. Uh, number three uh, is Polar Express for me. That's like a special place in my heart because I always watch that with my mom. Maybe that's like my favorite holiday tradition. Uh, but I always watch that one with my mom and we like make hot chocolate and stuff. I, I will say the thing that takes me out of that movie is that annoying kid. Yes. That, like, oh my that gosh. Annoying, yes. Like, nah, nah, nah. like, yes. Everybody look outside the window. Like that kid <laughs> is the worst. It really, really, really brings down the movie. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I always kind of hope that he accidentally gets hit, stuck underneath the tracks. <laughs> oh <my laughs> like maybe like this time of the movie, <laughs> it's like a very tragic, takes a tragic turn of events, but everybody oh in the train's God. like much happier. Because All of a sudden he's gone. the Polar Express becomes the Murder Express. <laughs> yeah. This year. Be, yeah. <laughs> oh sorry God. to take this into a dark place, but he really takes out of me, but I really like the rest of that. I love the soundtrack too. Yes. Good soundtrack. The soundtrack's amazing. Number two for me is Elf. I, you, it, it's not like my favorite movie of all time, but I certainly think for this genre, it's, it's very, very rewatchable. Um, it's just, it's just classic. I think that is that Will Ferrell's best movie. I would say it's second behind what I think my, my favorite Will Ferrell movie is see Anchorman. I've just seen so many times. Yeah. I was going to say, I think Anchorman would be Anchorman's my probably his best movie. Uh, or his best role, I should say. Right, his best and role, yes. My my favorite movie that he's in is Step Brothers. That I haven't seen, but I've heard it's great. Yeah, yeah. So it's those two, and then I think Elf. I think Elf is like a great, great yeah. movie. And then uh, my number one. Want me to we go both, first? We Well, we both had the same number one. Oh, yeah, I'm, that's right. We both I'm, had the same number one. I'm, it's I'm a wonderful life. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't think a lot of people knew this movie. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a wonderful life is our, both of our number one movies. Um, it's a tearjerker. It, it, honestly, it's, it gets, it's emotional every single time I watch it. It's it is great. such a great movie, and this is the movie my family watches every single year with our- I want to live again. Yeah, I want to live our, again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And wait, you know who the angel is in that movie? Oh, oh it's name? Clarence. I thought it was Terrence. Oh, I'm going to make Terrence? a Scarence, Terrence reference. Why did I think it was Terrence? No, it's not Terrence. It's Clarence. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it sounds the I same as I thought you were talking Clarence. about like the, the talking stars that are, that are in, like, talking oh, to each no, other. Oh, no, in the beginning? beginning? Yeah, no, this like, is huh? later in the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, if you, if you guys have not seen It's a Wonderful Life, you should definitely watch it. Classic uh, holiday movie. Let's talk about, uh, oh, man, Championship let's Week. Let's, uh, let's get into it, boys. Road to the ship. All right, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but officially now, the league championship game number four, Super Bowl four, uh, is the one seed Pablo Top, Joe Bottom versus the two seed, the King of Pablo. This is a believe it or not, a rematch of the 2019 Sacco game. <laughs> so, props to, to you guys. Yeah, props to you guys for making it uh, back uh, from all the way, you know, the depths of. Uh, fantasy football to the top uh pablo top joe bottom this is his second appearance in the championship game uh the only other time was in 2017 and he won uh fresh prince of Alaire. this is his first appearance in the big 10 or excuse me big 10 uh the super bowl four <laughs> the the reason i said big 10 was because i was going to mention this uh i think i i speak for most people in our league 
or at least myself. I should. I, I won't. I won't say most people. I want Derek to win this game. This this matchup here is like, uh, you know, the Big Ten bowl season. This is like when that comes around. It's like, oh, I want every single Big Ten team to win except for Michigan. I yes. want every single Big Ten team to win their bowl game, but Michigan. This is the same thing. This is the exact same rule. Transverse property. Here we go. Uh, Derek, Derek better win this game. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I I am also rooting for Derek. Um, but I will say that if, if Pujan does win, he has earned the right to talk as much smack as he wants about me, about whoever. But I think that everybody just in the league is like pulling for Derek because we don't want that to happen. Like yes. Pujan, if you win, like it's like you you've earned the right, but none of us want want that to be the case. So I am also pulling for Derek. I'm I'm a little bit worried that he used his you know, King Derek Henry, uh, his Yeti you know, mode going, already. Yeah. Him going just like absolute beast mode. I, I'm a little bit worried that his team, uh, peaked one game early, but I'm still pulling for Derek here. Yes. Uh, we will see in the third place game. And remember Thomas, cause I think you forgot about this last he year. He was in it last year. You get your money back if you get third place. Uh, so yes, Thomas was in, uh, it came in fourth place last year. Uh, but who won that game? Who, who was third place last that year? That was you, Taylor. And should and should have won the whole league. Yeah. Uh, who was who was champion last year though? I know, I know. Yeah, I got that's it. right. All right, here we go. Third place game. Stat pad for the five seed taking on the defense whisper. The six seed should be a great matchup. Remember, you guys are still playing for something. You're playing for your money back. Uh, yeah, Thomas, you might want to try getting over a hundred points. Yeah, that game. might. Uh, you might, might want to try that. <laughs> in in the mediocrity bowl week two. A swift kick of the cup versus the Teddy Brewskis. Uh, the beer is on the line in this game. Whoever uh, has the most points after these last uh, week, 16 and 7, excuse me, 15 and 16, buys the other person beer. That's a lot of fun. The consolation games, uh, the 8 seed and Lisa versus the 10 seed Cowboys that suck, and 7 hooked on a Thielen versus 9 injured reserves. This is where we got to talk about the Sacco because we've been waiting all show. Just for this, I'll I'll say I'll say my piece quickly here. Okay, yes, so I wanted to say here. this. So I know everybody's like wanting me to lose. <laughs> I am very very aware that out of those four teams, everyone wants me to lose. But I just want to say this: if I were to lose this game, and and if the and if the what is what I was thinking is true, is that whoever loses the game between Kelsey and I is the official Sacco. To me, when I think of who I want to be the Sacco, I want to have the worst team in the league be labeled as the Sacco. And I just want to say that, like, if I were to lose this and, like, if this was the criteria, that I think everybody would agree that, like, I do not have the worst team in the league. I just don't. Okay. Is my team great? No, they're not great. I mean, that's been very, very clear. But I do not have the worst team in the league by any metric. Because right now, as of right now, if we're going to include regular season and playoff records combined, okay, I my record is six and nine. You know, not good. I'm not saying I'm, you know, nice. should be in the playoffs or anything like that, but six and nine. Then you've got Tim. Tim is four and 11. Okay. And he was two and 11 after the regular season. Then you've got Kevin, who's also four and 11. And then you've got Kelsey, who's three and 12. So I don't think that, I, you know, I, I just don't think it's right that if I were to lose this game to Kelsey, that I would be labeled as the worst team when my record, even if I were to lose this game, would still be better than all three of these guys. And then if you look at the points four, which is like, you know, the, the real statistic of fantasy football, who has scored the most points? Because we're not able to play defense in this in, in this activity, in this sport. 
points for is the metric to know whose team actually puts up the most points. And I also am ahead of all three of these teams. I have the seventh most points for in our league. So my thing about this whole Sacco thing is this is not actually... This is not actually deciding who has the worst team in the league over the course of the year. This is just like a situational, oh, well, you won the first week of the playoffs, but then you lost the last two, and so now you're the worst team in the league. That's not actually determining who's who has been you know, the worst throughout the, the last couple of weeks. And I think that people in here are just saying, well, he's just saying that because he's you know looking at being the Sacco, and he doesn't want to be labeled Sacco. And I'm saying, yeah. But I, I think that it's not right. And if any of you guys were one game away from making the playoffs, like my team was, and then you ended up being put in the consolation bracket, that you would be saying the exact same things as me. You don't want to be labeled as the Sacco, especially since you're not even close to the worst team in the league. So that's that's my two cents on this whole thing. Yeah, and so we, uh, yeah, Derek and I had a conversation, and and Taylor, you were present as well, and and because honestly, we had to look into this and see what has happened in the past. What is the, what is the actual letter letter of the law? The, what does the rule book say about who's so the Sacco? In, in our rule book, the person in last place at the end of the year is the Sacco. So last in the final standings. And that has always been the case. That has never changed. Uh, what has changed through votes over the year is how we determine last place. Uh, but the way it's set up now in ESPN is that the final standings are dependent on overall record from the regular season and the uh, postseason. That's what it looks like. We looked over last year's situation. Uh, I looked over the previous, you know, 2018. Uh, and it looks like that even though despite in the standings, uh, the final standings in ESPN, they only list your regular season uh, record, but in those final standings count, they also take into account the, the postseason records. So, for instance, last year, Derek's team was the Sacco, right? He had the worst record from any, I think it was 5-11 and 11 at the end of the year. That was his final Including record. Including the playoffs. Including he the won playoffs. Two, he won two games in the playoffs, but still he went, Well, was here's the thing. He went 2-1 and one in the postseason, and Pujan and Kevin went 1-2 and two in the postseason, but Derek still finished last in the league because of his regular season record not being as high as uh, Pooger Kevin's. So the way it works is that Sacco, like the final standings will be the person with the worst record in the league through 16 weeks of play. So that means that it looks like, and again, I'm say, I should say, should put an asterisk hashtag Pooge uh, by all of this because, uh, I think this is how, like Derek and I talked about it. We, we're pretty sure this is how it works. But again, <laughs> I I don't know. I think this is how it's going to happen. That the last the person with the, the worst record at the end of the year is Sacco, which means that the only teams that are eligible for that would be Kevin, Kelsey and Tim. Actually, it would just be uh, Kevin or Kelsey. Excuse me. Kevin or Kelsey. Yeah, because. Because if okay. Kelsey, yeah, if you Kelsey look, yeah. were to win, if Kelsey were to win and Tim were to lose, then the question would be uh, of who has the most points for. Yeah. So basically, that would, it's, because they'd have they'd have the same record, and then right. it would be who has the most points for, and that's Tim. The least points for. So the, to finish to yeah to figure out who last places, they have to have the worst record and the least points for if they tied that record with somebody else. So basically, all this is to say that. 
Yes, it looks like Taylor is safe. Tim's wins, because Tim is 2-0 and in the consolation bracket, have mattered to this point big time. Because yes. now now he's like, well, I, I might avoid the Sacco, even though all season he, he had two wins, right? So this is huge for Tim. And all of a sudden, you know, it's a different landscape here. So the, I'm sure we're going to have some rule proposal changes on, like, you know, what happens for the con- the constellation bracket is just super confusing because we have four teams yeah. over three weeks. So my my personal and what I will propose at the end of the season is instead of having the bottom four teams in the constellation bracket, what I personally think we should do, and you guys can disagree with me if you want, and if it gets vetoed, then that's fine. Uh, but I think what should it be is like whoever has the two worst records on the regular season go and throughout the three weeks of the playoffs, it's it's a best of three. And whoever loses uh, two games or three games in, in the final three weeks of the playoffs, between the two worst teams based on their regular season, that's who we label as the Sacco. I just don't think it's really it's really not fair. Like, you know, if, for instance, who's my arch nemesis? Thomas. If Thomas was 5-8 and eight going into the playoffs and he was in my situation, I would just, like, I would have a really hard time. Like, well, I think we'd all know that, like, if, if he were to be in the situation I'm in and he were to lose but still have more wins than everybody else, that he's not the true Sacco. Right. So I think that we should pit those bottom t- those bottom regular season teams against each other and have them battle it out. Yeah, there's definitely multiple ways to go about it. And um, the way it's set up now is super confusing and, and just like to explain. But I think this makes sense the way we figured it out, that it looks like the worst record is going to be the Sacco, which is the way it should be. Right. Um, yes. So I, I definitely agree with you on that. And and. That's yeah. That's something. Evan, Evan, feel free to call me and say it's collusion, but it's, it's not. not. <laughs> we haven't. That's the thing. And and Taylor, when I because t- I, I texted you yesterday saying I think you're in the Sacco game, and you were understandably pretty like you know like what what the heck, I, Joe? And and I, I was like, look, I have not changed any rules. I did not use the word heck. I did not use the you word did heck. Not. You used much more profanities than that. But <laughs> and I and my my point is, and this is still the point carrying forward that we have not changed any rules. We're just trying to understand what what's going to happen. And Ultimately, that's I just part. need to beat Kelsey. That's that's, that's what yeah, I'm. I mean, that's, my, the, the, that's my. Yeah, focus. it's fantasy football. You just got to win, right? That's that's uh, that's all all you got to do. Uh, so yes, by this time next week, we will have a champion. Road to the ship. All right, boys. Wow, <laughs> it was a rousing discussion, and the thing you know, it could have gone. Even longer than it did. In fact, I think we spent at least forty-five minutes with Derek talking about <laughs> this. So, well, so yeah. I I will just say that like I want I like I like it when we all talk on the Facebook page, and I like I like seeing everyone's trash talk going to the last week, and I I do want to make sure that we get this thing right. I, that's just my that's my case. I, I stated my case. I, I just think it should be about who's the worst team and. Uh, there's a, there's a couple different metrics we can choose from. We need to decide, but yes. uh, I'm not really that concerned. I mean, I'm going to beat Kelsey anyway. I mean, it's Kelsey go. for goodness That's all you got to so. do. Uh, yes, you mentioned it. Trash talk. Of course, we are recording this on a Tuesday because it's a holiday, and uh, both of us are traveling here in the next couple of days. So uh, we did this a little bit early. So trash talk uh, will be featured on the Facebook page. And yes, Pooj and Derek and really anybody else, this is your chance because it's on the Facebook page instead of on the pod. Uh, let all the stops out. Really... Uh, Really let us know how you feel. Uh, and don't forget the pod awards, the Bando Awards, have been posted on the Facebook group uh, as of, I think, a couple hours after this recording, Tuesday evening. Uh, so please, 
cast your votes for the Bando Awards. Results will be on next week's pod, the, the final pod of the season. Uh, yes, so vote once. Put your votes in there. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. There's some good awards in there. Uh, so it should be fun to hash those out. Uh, I believe the the... I can't remember when the voting deadline is, but uh, I'm sure I'll mention it several times before it comes up. Uh, yes, and don't forget, Saturday games this week again. And uh, yeah, that's all we got for you on this episode of the pod special holiday edition. Have a nice holiday with all of your friends and family. Stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, we will see you on next week's episode of the pod. Week 17, Tay. We're there. Cannot wait. It's, Happy it's holidays, coming. everybody. Safe travels. Peace out, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Bandsmaker Dance Fantasy.